Welcome to Stand Out, where entrepreneurs share what they've done to become media darlings. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. On this show, we talk about the power of publicity and how you can use it to grow your business. This is episode number 39. If you want help connecting with journalists and getting featured in the media, check out the PR Pro Community, an online training academy for entrepreneurs who want to be seen as experts in their field. More details at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash PR Pro. For those of you who want to make that outreach, but you aren't sure where to start, I've created a guide you can use right away. It's called the Perfect Press Release Template. You can get that in this episode's show notes at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 39. It's scary to start something new, but a year ago, that's exactly what Madeline Sklar did. She was well known in the music industry, but then decided to do a pivot and use the social media skills she had developed to break into something even more competitive. Clearly, she's doing something right. She's recently been named one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017 in the Huffington Post. Get this, she didn't go looking for the nod. The writers were likely following her on Twitter. Take a listen, and you'll learn how Madeline has used social media, in particular Twitter, to expand her reach. She outlines exactly what we need to do to master Twitter and make it work for our businesses. By the way, as a result of this chat, I redid my Twitter bio and created a Twitter list for the guests I have had the pleasure of interviewing on Standout. You can find me on Twitter at Cheryl Tan. Time now to get to our interview. Madeline, welcome to Standout. It is an honor to have you on our show today. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> you have quite a following on Twitter. It's 57, almost 58,000 Twitter followers. You're the number one social media power influencer in Houston. And you've just gotten this, this great honor named in a, in a huge article by the Huffington Post. I'm going to let you actually talk about that and what it means for you and your business. Well, um, you know, so much has happened in such a short period of time. I mean, actually, I just did this pivot like a year ago from music business to just getting known as one of the top social media marketers, especially in Twitter. But yeah, Huffington Post just put out this article naming me as one of the 50 must follow women entrepreneurs for 2017, which just to me is mind blowing. I had no idea they were even paying attention to what I was doing. <laughs> I love that because you were just doing your thing. You were creating right. your Twitter chats. You were creating value for your audience. What I didn't realize is this part of your business is only a year old. Can you talk about that pivot and how you used what you learned in the music business and turn this into this huge behemoth of social media that helps you in your business currently? Absolutely. So I've been actually doing digital marketing and online marketing for 20 years. I was one of the first web designers in Houston where I live. So I've been immersed with helping businesses, doing a lot of B2B for many, many years with, with um, online marketing, digital marketing, web design. And 
also had this little side project. It was a passion project of helping female musicians. And it was just for fun because I grew up playing guitar. And I thought when the internet was new, I thought, why not create a little, just a little website for fun, bringing female musicians together. What a new way to connect people. And it just grew and grew and just became this big thing that I was not expecting. And through that community, I started getting invited to speak at events and conferences. So I really started learning how to become a speaker, how to really get my voice heard. And so when social media started, it was such a natural progression for me to use that to connect with people and put my message out with Facebook and Twitter and all these great platforms. So it's been really interesting, a very interesting ride for sure. And when I decided to make this pivot a little over a year ago, I just decided I'm going to you know, start fresh, have a fresh new community of people so that I could be with all those top social media marketers, you know, the Mari Smiths and the Gary Vaynerchuks and all the big people that are well known. It's like, well, I know as much as they do. And and my thing is Twitter. So why don't I just do my Twitter thing over there and start getting noticed? And it totally worked. I mean, I'm just, I spoke at the largest social media marketing uh, conference uh, earlier this year, Social Media Marketing World, and they were so impressed with me, they've already invited me to come back next year and speak. So I'm doing something right. You are doing something right. So I think you're going to need to help us figure out what it is you're doing. So you're telling me about a year or so ago, you did not know these people. You no, and weren't they an influencer. Me. Right. So you were not an influencer back then. You started from zero like many people do maybe zero I followers. Was an right. I was an influencer in my little music community. Well, one so little, my big music community. I was the influencer. Like everybody called me the leader. Um, people just had funny ways of referring to me as like the top leader in this huge community of, of female musicians mm-hmm. for, for 20 years. So when I made the pivot, it, it was, it was just a blank slate Nobody knew me in that world, but I wanted to make sure they started seeing who I was and what I was doing. So I started with a podcast and uh, doing Twitter tips, just sharing Twitter tips. And what I was doing is getting the top social media marketers, the Mari Smiths and the all Kim Gars and all those big names in social media. And I just like sent them a tweet and said, Hey, would you come be a guest on my podcast? And it worked like everybody said, yes, like all these big names. So that was the start of getting my name out there and getting known and really making waves. And I knew that I would want to start a Twitter chat to go with the podcast. The podcast took off and was doing so great. I mean, it was getting, I was getting listed in so many different countries. Here we are a year later. I've been listened to in like over 88 countries around the world. So that's where really after I launched the podcast because the podcast was going so well. I was building a community and I have a lot of experience with Twitter chats. I've been running Twitter chats for five years every week. So I thought, let me go ahead and launch the Twitter chat also with tw- you know, the Twitter tips, Twitter chat, and let's see how that does. And it's exploded. It is just so big. Uh, it's insane, but I love it. I love every minute of this. Mm, I, well, I can tell. I can tell that it's a passion of yours. So for those who are listening or watching, what would you say are some best practices to start? Because you've kind of thrown out a lot of things, the podcast and the Twitter chat, and I'm sure you post quite a bit. I know you post quite a bit on Twitter and I do. you have a blog, I'm sure. 
Um, what is the start of all this? How is it that you create engagement? Is it that you make that outreach to the Mari Smiths or the people in your space who are the influencers? Is that kind of where it starts? I think it's really good to know who the influencers are in your industry. And what I do and what I advise people to do is to get on Twitter because everybody's on Twitter. All the, if there are influencers in your industry, I guarantee you they are on Twitter. So make a Twitter list and just call it influencers and make it a private list that's for your eyes only and just put them all in there. So now you have an easy way to, to go in every day and look and see what are they talking about? What are they tweeting? What are they sharing? So now you can go in and find opportunity to reply and have conversation with them. And that's the easiest way to at least start getting on their radar and do it in a way where it's not spammy or sneaky or anything. You're just trying to have a conversation with them and, and utilizing a platform like Twitter to do that. The other thing that I think is one of the keys to my success and what I'm always telling people to do is planting seeds. I think it's really important to plant seeds. And what I mean by that is that I am a power user on Twitter. I get on Twitter every day and I just, I share articles, I share information. I try to be that resource and I go and I connect with people that I think are of value, different industry leaders, but I'm just planting seeds. And so I may tweet with somebody that may not be anything right now, but maybe a few months from now or six months from now, maybe a year from now, it, then they reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I need your help. And you do consulting and I need somebody to consult with me, or I have somebody that needs your help. So planting those seeds can be so valuable. They may not turn into something tomorrow, but it could down the road. I think it's important. All right. Two points. So the whole spammy thing is a really good one. Cause I think people don't know what that means. They think, their responses could be to somebody's tweet is call me so we can do business, right? So what is non-spammy responses to somebody's tweet or somebody's posting that has nothing to do with you? Let's start there. Well, so yeah, and I get those, I get people tweeting me all the time that are just, you know, reaching out, trying to get me to do something or help yeah. them with something. Yeah, exactly. And it just comes out of left field. And you're like, who is this person? And I always tell people, you got to have a great Twitter bio because if you're reaching out to people, there's two sides to this. If you're the one, you know, sending things, they're going to, the first thing they're going to do is like, well, who is this person? Who is this Madeline Sklar? And why should I take a look at what she's saying to me? So you got to have a great Twitter bio. And so that way, when, or if you're doing this on LinkedIn, you know, this happens on LinkedIn every day, right? We get contacted by people on there. And it's like, who is this person? Why are they reaching out to me? But you go look at their profile, right? And you're like, oh, okay, well, they're very interesting. So we want to do the <laughs> same thing with Twitter, but we don't have the luxury of this long LinkedIn bio, right? We got to okay. have um, a little bio on Twitter that's 160 characters long. So I always stress it's important to have a really good Twitter bio so that when people look at you, just like when I was reaching out to Maury Smith and Pat Flynn and Kim Garce, they look, you know, if they didn't already know who I was, they looked at my Twitter bio and went, okay, she sounds interesting. I'll respond. So it's really important to do that and to be active on Twitter. So if they look at your profile, they see that you're legit, right? That nice. you're somebody uh, that I had somebody, you'll love this. So I had somebody that sent me a direct message out of the blue a couple of days ago. The first thing he said was, congratulations on, on being named one of the top 50 entrepreneurs from Huffington Post. So I'm like, 
okay, he saw that. He, he, you know, went online, did a little research. It's, nice. it's too long to put in my bio. I, have, I do so many things. It's like, well, what do I put in my, my Twitter bio with 160 characters? And right now I can't fit this huge Huffington Post thing. So it's not even on there. So it told me, like, okay, he did a little research. He was like checking me out and see what I'm up to. So that grabbed my attention. That to me wasn't spammy. Right. Too many times people just get on there and it's not like, them knowing about you and asking for help. It's them saying, Hey, buy my book, go to my LinkedIn. Go right. to it's like, wait a minute, you're on my Twitter. You want me to go to your LinkedIn? You want me to go follow you there? So it, you, there's a line that you don't want to cross that, that really becomes very spammy mm-hmm. on, on social media. Good stuff. All right. Back to planting the seeds. So you're saying then you do your homework, right? So you know that maybe there are some influencers that you don't know yet that you'd like to get to know. You follow them maybe, and then you, you find their content and you, you repost that. So like you're thinking, you're thinking like months into the future. Is, is that what you're kind of, is that your strategy in a sense? Well, it's more of, I'm just doing what I do knowing that people are paying attention. Like, cause like you said before, I've got 57,000 followers on Twitter. I've worked really hard to build up organically without paying for ads or buying fake followers. It's all real. And I know people are watching and paying attention. People see me as a resource on Twitter. So I just keep doing what I do is, and it's a lot of work. I mean, no doubt it is spending a lot of time every day and and it's all about consistency, which is really important. So I'm that resource. I read articles and information all day long and I look at what could my community be interested in. So I share valuable information. I let people know, Hey, I've got a Twitter chat. Hey, I have a new Twitter online training course. If you want to take that, I just keep, so to me, those are planting the seeds of like Mm -hmm. just sharing all this valuable information. And then, yeah, I may like see somebody that looks interesting and just start engaging with them and maybe something will happen from that. Maybe, maybe not. So I don't go into it of, I'm going to do this and I better get that return of investment immediately. I think that's the issue too many people run into. They want that ROI instantly. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time, that everybody wants things right now. It doesn't work like that. It's taken me time to get to where I am to build up a community, a great community of people that I'm leading right now through my podcast and Twitter chat, being invited to speak at these conferences. I'm getting noticed to speak at a variety of events online where I'm doing presentations online. Um, It's amazing, but it's just from day in and day out, just working really hard to getting that message out and being a resource and being someone that's just, Hey, I'm here to help. That's really bottom line. What it Mm -hmm. is. It's like, I just want to help. Good for you, Madeline. That's phenomenal. That really is, but it takes time, right? So it's not like you're doing it in your sleep. It's not like it's automated. I mean, you, you put in some time. So talk a little bit about the time commitment. Maybe it's two hours every day. Maybe it's six hours. I don't know. But what what is that time commitment that you really have to put in if you're going to get out of it the results that you've been able to get out of it? Yeah, I think if you're like really serious about this and you really want to see that ROI and you really want to make things happen over a period of time, you got to put in a good one or two hours a day of just sitting there on, on Twitter. I, I prefer Twitter. Just get on Twitter and just go find Twitter chats to get on. That's like a huge impact right there is just finding 
finding your tribe of people, like-minded people of things that you're interested in, like me with social media, there's a lot of different social media uh, Twitter chats. So I just find the ones I like the best. And when you're on there, you're making amazing connections week after week. So that's a time commitment right there. I mean, if you just pick one a week, that's an hour a week of your time right there. Um, So that would be in addition to spending the time just focusing on what you're going to put out. But there's also great tools that can help automate things with scheduling or things that like finding content in these tools that makes it a lot easier. Um, there are so many tools that I, I use that just allow me to do things faster over time. I've learned like, okay, here's a new tool. Let me try this. And Oh, this works pretty good. And this shaves off a little bit of time off of my daily work on this. So that can be really helpful too. Let's talk about Twitter itself, because I think Twitter is fascinating. So I'm a former journalist, and now I have a membership community called PR Pro, where I help people figure out how to connect with journalists and get featured in the media. And Twitter's one of those things that journalists are on. We're on it all the time. And you know that. Influencers are on it. And I just have to ask you, like, why do we love it so much? Like, I love Twitter too. Like, what is it about Twitter that people who are not on it need to know about it and why it's so great? Well, a couple of things. Like, like number one, we go to Facebook to hang out and chat with our friends and family. Yeah. We don't go there really to go connect with other business people. So, so that right there yeah. makes Twitter way more attractive than something like Facebook. Cause we all get on Facebook every day, but not in the same way. Mm-hmm. So Twitter is just this great way where I love the 140 characters. It's like really quick, easy to, easy to digest information and it moves very fast. But also we do get instant results from there. If, if I tweet you, you might just tweet right back immediately or that day. And we're now developing this, this relationship from, from those tweets. I see people that just work very quickly on there. I mean, I almost always get responses from people right away because we get the notifications on our phone or on our desktop computer. So, you know, the power users are, are so connected on there that many times we are chatting in real time with people, uh, which makes it such an amazing tool. Um, so I, I think just Twitter, I know some people just are, They say it's a ghost town. They don't understand it. What I always say is get educated and learn how to properly use it because once you see the magic in Twitter, you're going to be hooked and you're going to be using it all the time. And, And through that, you'll make lots of amazing connections. Let's continue with talking about connections. When before you were an influencer, you were reaching out to influencers on Twitter and you talked about that a little bit. And now you are an influencer and I'm sure people are doing the same to you. Can you talk to us about some of the best practices on how to reach up using Twitter? Maybe uh, something related to Twitter lists. And you've talked a little bit about that too. I heard you also say something related to your podcast and Twitter lists and how you have a separate list for podcast guests, which I think is genius. And I think I'm going to do. Thank you. I think it's genius. I think it's a great (laughs) idea to do. I say go for it. Yeah. Genius. Twitter lists are such, it's such an amazing, powerful part of Twitter that allows you number one, to be super organized on there. Right. And number two, to, to help you cut through the noise so that you can easily see a certain group of people that you're, that you want to follow on there. Uh, you know, with me having my 57,000 followers, I, I follow a lot of people back. I don't follow everybody, but I follow most people back. And 
because I follow so many people back, if I go to my Twitter and I go to the home screen to the main feed, it's just too much. I like looking at it from time to time, but normally what I do is I just go to my Twitter list because that's where the magic is. That is where I choose who I want to see and I can divide it up to, you know, the influencers that I want to watch in, in my industry. And then like what you're saying, um, I can just put in all the guests I've had mm-hmm. on my podcast, which makes for a great list and people can subscribe to them, which also makes it really yeah. powerful because I've curated the list. You might come across and go, Oh, Madeline has a great list here. Let me subscribe to it. And now you can access that at any time through your Twitter list. It'll show up at the bottom when we subscribe, it'll be at the bottom of our list. It'll show all the ones that we subscribe to. And I love it because somebody's already done all the heavy lifting for you. You know, you find these amazing lists are like, wow, this is great. I can just subscribe and I don't have to do anything. I can just take advantage of this great list and just view it and access all these amazing people. So I'm always working on coming up with really cool lists. I have one for uh, people in social media that I think are smart and share great information, a lot of the power influencers, but also just other people I find that work in social media. And I call it social media smarties. And I <laughs> gave it, a, and let me tell you why I gave it a clever name, because when it's a public list and you add people to it, they'll get a notification. So it's way more exciting, especially if they're a big influencer, it's way more exciting for that person to get a notification that says, Madeline Sklar added you to her social media smarties list versus what most people do. Madeline Sklar added you to her social media list. Wow. Okay. I've been invited (laughs) to another social media list, but it's more (laughs) exciting when there's something catchy to it and it grabs attention. And that's just another way of of the value of Twitter to help you get in front of of influencers that you want to get in front of. Oh, that's great. How has social media helped your business? Oh my gosh. How has it not helped my business? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been so amazing. You know, when social media first started, I mean, we're going back to the MySpace days. That was one of the early sites on social media. I know everybody laughs about it, but being that I was in the music business at the time, that was a very powerful tool for musicians. And I saw the power of how we could use that to harness it to help musicians build their brand, build their followers, uh, build, we, I would help bands book tours by using MySpace, And it was phenomenal. I saw bands get signed to labels. So I really saw the power of using this to not only help other people, but to really build my brand as well. So I, I really, it really elevated my career with social media through the music business. I got really widely known as one of the top social media marketers in, in music. And then when I did this pivot last year, I mean, I, I knew I would get there. I, I didn't know if it was going to take a few years, but I'm really impressed that, that I've gotten here as quickly as I have. And I don't know if it's something everybody can do. I'm one of those people that I, I, easily work 12 to 14 hours a day at what I do because I love what I do. And at the end of the day, I'm just helping people. That's all I'm doing. I'm utilizing tools, which is social media Mm -hmm. to help me do that. So uh, I'm just amazed at, at how well I've been able to do this and, and, and utilize the different platforms out there, social media. And as you know, there's new ones every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so do you, do you try those out a lot or do you stick to, okay, you try them out and see if it works. And I then... will try everything out. I'm one of those people that when there's something new, I'll try it out to see, is this something that's viable? Is this something that works for me? Is it something that I think will help my clients? Um, and most of them don't, most of them are just 
not going to work, you know, but I'm not afraid to, you know, stay up late and try it out and play around and see, is this going to be the next big thing? Um, and then there are ones like Snapchat where I needed to have one of my colleagues help me with, cause I just couldn't get it. <laughs> Usually I'm the one that gets every one of these is like, Oh yeah, here's how you do it. And I'm teaching everybody, but boy, that Snapchat took some work with all the different swipe this swipe that it was, that was an interesting one. I'm with you. I'm still learning that trying to figure it out at least. So let's get some of your best tips, Madeline, for success on Twitter, whether you you're trying to build a following, be the person to follow or reach out to people who has someone who has a greater following. Like what are your best tips for those folks? The best tips is, you know, have a great profile because mm, okay. it all always boils down to people are going to go, you know, you reach out, you tweet, you're on a Twitter chat, whatever it is you're doing, they're going to go look and see who you are. So their bio needs to be great. You've got to have a great profile picture. So it's usually a good headshot. If it's for your personal brand, if it's for your company, have a, a logo that works properly. You know, it's a square image, right? And so many brands that have rectangular images just slap up their rectangular logo on there and it looks terrible. And I'm yeah. always working with clients and say, no, 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 come up with a square version. It's really important to do that for social media. And then on Twitter, you have the big header image at the top. I say, hey, this is real estate that you can really utilize to really talk about who you are and what you do. So you want to take these three elements of your profile and make them awesome so that when people see you, they're like wowed by what they see. So I've worked really hard to make mine really good. So I think that's number one. Number two is be, just being active, being consistently active on there. It's all about the consistency because so many times people, People will get on Twitter and they just do it when they have time and they might have some time today, but not tomorrow. So there's no consistency to their posts. And there, there are plenty of times people reach out to me and they follow me or send me a message and I go look at their profile and they haven't tweeted in six days. I'm like, are you not active? What, what are you doing with Twitter? I'm confused. So it really attracts more attention when you're very consistent on there. And even more so if you're a power user and just you know, tweeting actively throughout the day and using the tools out there that allows you to do that. And I think getting on Twitter chats, I think that's one of the best things you can do is find Twitter chats, get on there and just be active and just talk to people and make connections. You know, so many times people come on my Twitter chat and I don't know they're there unless they say hello right. and speak up. Right. And I have so many people that I'll meet at conferences and events and say, Oh, I love your Twitter chat. I'm like, I've never seen you on the chat. And they go, well, I, I watch it, but I don't know what to say. So I always tell people, just at least say hi. If you don't feel like you have something to contribute, at least say hi. On my chat, we spend the first 10 minutes just saying hello mm -hmm. because we become a community where everybody gets to know each other. Everybody's become friends. And that's the same thing with the Twitter chat I have in, in my music community. Same thing. And I guess that's just part of who I am. I, I want to bring people together and let's first start off with, Hey, how are you doing? What mm -hmm. are you up to? And, and just make everybody feel good about being there. I love that. Love, love, love. Very good. So in a Twitter chat, which I'm sure you're going to talk about how people can connect with your Twitter chat. Do you put that in a list or is it that, is that just on your main Twitter feed where you connect with you in the Twitter chat? Does that make sense? Well, are you talking about like letting people know you're, you have a Twitter chat? No, like if I wanted to be part of your Twitter chat, how do I oh, okay. let you yeah. know okay. I'm there? Well, so a Twitter chat, let me kind of explain about yeah. what exactly a Twitter chat is. So a Twitter chat is basically 
revolving around a hashtag. So mine is called Twitter Smarter. The hashtag is just pound Twitter Smarter. So I always say, okay, everybody, for one hour, we're all going to convene on Twitter on this hashtag and just chat. So we're going to watch the hashtag and you can go to twitter.com. You can use Hootsuite or other tools, but there's a free site I like called tweet chat. It's just tweetchat.com. You just go there. You, it says what hashtag you put the hashtag for the Twitter chat. And it's a platform where it'll just show you all the tweets in real time. So you can just sit back and cause when, if you're on Twitter, you got to keep clicking the button for, it'll say, yeah. you know, there's five more tweets. You got, you got to keep clicking on it too. And if you're on Hootsuite, you got to keep refreshing. So a lot of these tools, you got to keep refreshing. Whereas one like who, um, sorry, tweetchat.com, it will just keep refreshing automatically and you can just see all the tweets and they have a place where you can reply. And the beauty is, is that when you do that, the hashtag is in automatically because when you're new to chats, the hardest thing to remember is to put the hashtag in your tweet because we're just looking at tweets that have the hashtag. If your tweet doesn't have the hashtag, you might go, you might reply to somebody and go, Hey, how are you? And you don't put the hashtag in yeah, none, only that one person saw it. None of us see it. So that's what makes it really important. It's all about the hashtag. The other thing that I love to stress about why Twitter chats are so great and how I'm sure we can all picture this. Imagine you're at a, you know, a big networking event or you know, some kind of big event where all these people in your industry that you could go and meet, right? And you can only meet so many people, right? But imagine doing the same thing, but in the course of the hour, you could have a, a tweet with everybody in the room and connect with everybody there. It's very powerful. So I'm always stressing the importance of finding Twitter chats that resonate with you and, and going on there and connecting with people. It, it's an amazing thing and it'll really help elevate you in, you know, in social media and on Twitter when you do that. So when are your Twitter chats and what is the best way for people to get in touch with you and learn more about what you offer? All right. So my Twitter smarter chat is every Thursday afternoon at one o'clock Eastern. I've been hosting it for uh, over a year now and it's just Twitter tips. We just get on there. I, br I usually have a guest on, but what I love about my chat, the way I run mine, it's all about the host. How, you know, the host can do it however they want. I also teach people how to run Twitter chats. And when I'm teaching, I say, look, there's no rule book on this. You can do this however you want. So the way I do mine is I have a guest, but I tell everybody in the community, hey, you're free to come on here and share your two cents as well. So when I ask the guest a question, I want you to answer too and share your own Twitter tips. And for those who don't really have tips to share, they just they just sit and a lot of people tell me they take notes and they just learn a lot. Somebody even referred to my Twitter chat as Twitter smarter university or something like that. <laughs> like, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I think, think that's it, great. It really, <laughs> yeah. really says a lot about what people think about how they can learn from being on a Twitter chat. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is of course, Twitter at Madeline Sklar and through my website, MadelineSklar.com. Madeline, thank you very much. We are going to, of course, put all that information on how to reach you, your website, and your Twitter chat information at the show notes here at CherylTanMedia.com. Before we go, I'm just going to ask you a question I ask everybody who comes on the show, and that's this. What makes you a standout? Well, I, as I've mentioned several times already, I'm, I'm just all about helping people. That's what I've been doing. Even when I started my music community 20 years ago, it was just a passion project to help people. And it's what I do today. I just, you know, I know so much about Twitter. I just want to share it with everybody. So uh, I think that's, that's really it in a nutshell, well, helping people. 
Thank you for your advice and your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Cheryl. Want to catch the show notes for this and past episodes, as well as get the perfect press release template? All of the standout shows are in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 39. If you're looking for a supportive community, as well as training to get the media attention you want anytime, anywhere, consider the PR Pro community. Lessons include how to target the right media outlets, the fine art of media pitching, and how to rock the interview. Details at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash PR Pro. Did you enjoy the show? Please share it with someone who may benefit from it. Really, the best way to get this show in front of more listeners is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.